Welcome to Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls. Tune in to a live discussion at 3 p.m. UTC every Friday on Bullcrypt's Twitter Spaces. So hello and welcome. We're here at our show, Bullcaster. Philip, uh, so is our is our guest today. So as you know, we are investors in. Uh, Blades Kingdom, and we're big supporters of their projects. Yeah, you know? so, so we sorry for a little bit of delay. Both like both of us are probably on the move. You know, so, you know it's a very dynamic market, and but we're still here. You know, as 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 always, uh, and uh, live streaming. So just a, as a reminder, guys. So if you're on YouTube Live, if you're on Twitter Live, if you're on LinkedIn or any other sessions in Facebook. So please, at the end, you can uh, or now even send us questions and Philip will be able to answer them. So that's uh, that's our goal today. All right before like we, we tell more about the CryptoBlades Kingdom, like, you know, please, you know, I will just let Philip say a few words about himself and I will go from there. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, yeah, first off, thanks for having me on. Always uh, a pleasure speaking with you and um, that to have this opportunity to talk to uh, both of our communities, really. Um, yeah, just a little bit about myself. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the CEO of Riveted Games, uh, the development company behind uh, CryptoBlades and CryptoBlades Kingdoms. Um, a little bit about myself, I guess. So uh, I started Riveted Games in 2014. Uh, we were in the traditional gaming space uh, up until uh, 2020, where uh, in, during that time, we released a number of games on the theme platform. We self-published, we did commission work as well. Um, and uh, won uh, a few awards to, to boot. Uh, in 2020, we got started in blockchain gaming uh, pretty much when I saw that there um, was, and, uh, uh, more, more that could be done with, the, uh, with NFTs in the gaming space. And so uh, the original CryptoBlades kind of came out as a uh, uh, sort of experiment in a way and uh, has obviously grown into something much, much larger, which uh, is really what CryptoBlades Kingdoms aims to continue, uh, where uh, with the current state of it right now. So we uh, finished our alpha in April and we're now preparing for uh, a beta, which is going to include uh, uh, hopefully over a thousand players uh, to begin stress testing the system. Uh, it'll be, uh, I think, uh, close to feature complete, actually. And um, uh, and yes, yeah, so that's going to be coming up uh, either in July or early August. So, uh, you know, all of you can kind of keep up to speed on that. But um, anyways, I know there's a lot of different topics that we want to be talking about, but that's just for those uh, little background for those who maybe uh, aren't aware. We appreciate the context, right? You know, so that's uh, that's good, you know, for people to know, especially for those who were not like uh, who were not able to invest in, in you guys, and then you were. Uh, we're always, you know, discussing the most exciting industry topics with, you know, the best experts in the industry, right? So, again, Philip Devine, the CEO of CryptoBlades Kingdom, are with us today. And as I remember, like, you know, you guys, you know, you're probably one of the biggest. And at a time when you launched, you, know, you were one of the uh, most played and one of the most high played, you know, BNB chain games, like with 1.5 million blockchain transactions, 4,000 users, and like, you know, I think. 600k like you know and the player rewards you know and uh, there's a lot of like great things you know that were you know even back in the previous cycle right you know were happening so probably i think it will be uh interesting for our our, our people who are listening to this podcast so to hear in the stream uh that what is happening right now like right now we're like seeing the situation where over a million people actively participate in gamify market every day, but still the numbers 
you know, are not where we want them to be. So, so maybe you can give us a little bit of overview, like, you know, based on your, you know, your game, the CryptoBlades Kingdom, what is, wh where do you see we're advancing? Definitely. So one of the things that we're uh, uh, kind of generally seeing and um, is people uh, don't necessarily want uh, a um, AAA game knockoff in the sense of uh, what we're kind of seeing that has, I think, depressed the overall quality of, of GameFi, which then actually uh, negatively impacts the amount of people actively participating in GameFi, is you kind of have uh, a lot of these projects that are like, well, what's a popular AAA game? And I'm going to make the exact same thing in, in uh, GameFi, thinking that people will want to play their game instead of the AAA game. So like, you know, uh, the example I always bring up is a lot of of maybe first-person shooters that are in the GameFi space, uh, which have uh, a specific challenge because why would someone play their game instead of play Call of Duty or you know uh, or Fortnite even right if if you're kind of thinking Battle Royale even um, and uh, uh, and it's not to say that these games won't get played uh, unless they're as good or better than the AAA game counterpart, but what it does mean is you need to really be true to what gamers are looking for when they're using a blockchain game versus a AAA game. And what that comes down to in the current market is being able to earn. And so there's, there's, since the market downturn, there's been a sort of um, ambiguous terminology around play to earn, uh, which has morphed into something called play and earn, which personally I see as, as a, as a, uh, a big, uh, uh, mistake by GameFi in general to begin even adopting terminology like that. Because essentially what that's saying is the one thing you're here to do, which is play a game uh, and earn money from it, you don't want that earning to be ambiguous, right? Play and earn is kind of like, oh, maybe you'll earn, right? And so um, that, that needs to end. That's putting a huge amount of depression on GameFi in general because uh, the ability to create systems where people can play to earn uh, are, are, are very much uh, continuing to improve. And it, uh, a lot of the companies are really using it as a cop-out. Like, yeah, um, you know, a lot of the people who sort of are proponents for it maybe made a lot of money selling NFTs and they no longer uh, you know, can even pay out rewards potentially because you know, that gets into the whole two token versus one token system, which is another topic in, in, in general. Um, but all that being said, um, players need to know, uh, and we're even dedicated to those assets will always be returning dividends, essentially, like even with crypto blades, which is still paying out rewards to over 20,000 players daily uh, uh, to this day, right? A year later, um, when most other active GameFi projects are completely gone. Um, and that's what we're kind of bringing into Crypto Blades Kingdoms is like, hey, not only is there a lower barrier to entry here, right? Uh, for those of you who don't know, we also just launched our own free gas chain entirely. So that's uh, going to be where Crypto Blades Kingdoms resides. So you won't even have to pay gas fees to play Crypto Blades Kingdoms. Uh, on top of that, uh, the... Uh, the system is, is less layer one in, uh, dependent, which means less blockchain interactions in general, 
which means the gameplay is a lot more fun, but we're also not competing against some sort of AAA counterpart, right? Where this is uh, uh, really based on uh, a uh, target audience that sort of meets what I was describing earlier, which is just people who want to know that they can go to a game, that there's going to be earnings from it, and it's not going to be a huge time sink, right? There's actually idle components to CryptoBlades Kingdom that you can be sort of setting up all of your stuff and then watching it all play out over the course of days and weeks. Um, and uh, of course, the more you involve yourself with it, the better you'll be. So there's also that base amount of knowledge, which is also important. So um, those are generally speaking, um, some of the things that I see as sort of needing to take place and some of the things that we're definitely attempting to, to hit with ours, but that I want to see more of uh, in the GameFi industry in general. Perfect. No, th thank you for this outlook. I actually agree. And that was interesting like that you're talking about the chain, right? You know, so I think a lot of the users will not even see it because it's gonna happen on the back end. Like who like as long as it's like less gas fees, you're you know, it's more efficient and it's you know saving people money. That's what the end user cares about. And that's what I love about like what your team is doing. Like, you know, you care about the things that a lot of uh, us don't have to even see, like the magic happening like somewhere behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Um and and I think that's really important. But I also want to emphasize another kind of like to do a little segue to the, you know, the advantages of what's happening right now in the crypto and the NFT games, like, you know, and their, and their economies, basically. We're talking about digital assets and they provide opportunities for the players to earn money, right, you know, in game. And as you mentioned, right, sometimes games are not great in designing like token tokenomics or in-game like token uh, token uh, design and uh, that's that's a separate skill like we're talking about. So I want to pick your brain and and ask you like what are the other advantages of you know like you know NFT based games for players and for investors and what in specific example of Crypto Blake's Kingdom you did differently that why you think you will succeed in the future? Yeah. Um... So in general, I think what blockchain gaming has to offer the world of gaming as a whole um, is, is really related to even just the very first reason I got into it in general, which was I see all of these sort of predatory practices in traditional gaming that many of which we've, uh, we've moved on because uh, it's almost as if... Um, Things have slowly been getting worse in the traditional gaming world, especially with regards to monetization uh, over a, a period of time that um, is it utilizes, you know, what's called like these dark patterns, like these things that are created to siphon money out of your pocket. And it's gotten worse and worse, you know, over the years, I would say, to the point of, you know, you used to be able to uh, not only buy a game, but you could buy a game and you could pass that uh, cart over to your friend and he can play that game too, right? Like you can do whatever you want with it. It's literally physically yours. Um, and then we get to the place where, well, now everything is on Steam and Steam has user accounts and user account, you know, like you, you got like all these different uh, digital rights management, which is what kind of evolved from that. And then you have, uh, okay, well, so now uh, the game that you bought, well, actually wasn't the game. You have to buy the DLC to play the game. And then you, you know, okay, we get another phase of monetization and it's breaking uh, the, the, the product into tiny, tiny individual pieces, right? Uh, you're, you're diluting the amount that you actually, that your people, that, that your customers are purchasing. You're, you know, just like a token. And then from there you have uh, 
microtransactions and you have uh, in-app purchases and you know you have all kinds of different subscriptions and things like that where it's like it's just totally out of control and i will also add that there isn't it's not that everything is wrong with with that sort of micro transaction but the what is wrong is that the assets that they are being sold are not theirs and because of that that is why they can never extract the value back out. So it's not like it, it just goes one direction. It goes directly to the game publisher or, or game developer. Um, and naturally we have an industry which is, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars worldwide, right? With the gaming industry, uh, with the biggest dogs at the top being in a way the most predatory ones. And Diablo Immortal kind of has shown a little bit about that. Um, that's not even a comment on the game. It's just really the monetization strategies, right? So that whole thing was in my mind as I was thinking about NFTs. And I was like, that's how really the idea came about with CryptoBlades, which was really simple. Just, hey, uh, uh, you're going to create a character and that character is an NFT and it's yours. If you ever want to sell it, whatever you've invested into it, someone else can purchase that off of you. And sometimes they'll purchase it off of you for more than what you paid for it. And sometimes they'll purchase it off of you for less, right? But that's the way the market works. And it's just the option to have. Um, and from there, the same thing happened with crypto blades and the blades themselves can be, you know, in, it goes on and on. Um, all that being said, that's like the overall uh, problem statement that GameFi solves is previously money goes one way. Now money goes both ways. That's GameFi in a nutshell. And, uh, uh, and that's what we are still committed to with CryptoBlades Kingdoms, where the land that you reside is going to be built up over time. It's going to be uh, brought to life. It's going to have all different kinds of buildings and units and production power. And maybe it'll even have uh, a really rare ID number, you know, like all different kinds of things that people will attribute value to or maybe not attribute value to. But that's really up to them. And it's giving players that option when it comes to, uh, hey, not only is this thing that you've invested in for a very long time and maybe even spent a lot of money on uh, uh, yours, like you can also give that to someone else. And when you want to make an exit, you can get at least something of what you, even if it's a penny, that's more than what you put into it. And it's having that option and that freedom. So overall, I think that vision, if that's not what is propelling a product in the GameFi space, it won't, it's one of those kind of, again, core elements. Like if you're in play to earn and you're not saying you're going to continue to, to pay out dividends to your players, don't call yourself play to earn. Don't call yourself a blockchain game if you're not going to allow people to own their assets and to do whatever it is that they wish with them, right? So those are some kind of core pillars that um, obviously we're doing with CryptoBlades and CryptoBlades Kingdoms, but uh, that I think in general are uh, are uh, necessities for GameFi. Thank you for this answer. Right? So as, as you understand, this this uh, life is also for a lot of our community, like, you know, to ask you questions directly because, you know, you and me can chat like for hours <laughs> offline. Yeah. So that's amazing. So, so I, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you just the last question on my side and then I'll open up the, uh, the mic to the other people. Like, you know, so we're just going to basically read their questions from YouTube, from Twitter and others. Um, from on my side, just a segue, like, you know, just curious, like, Based on what you were explaining on the different, you know, uh, designs, different reward systems and different incentives, like, you know, so in your case, like CryptoBlinks Kingdom, I know you have dungeon rewards, you have, you can form a guild, you can do, you can have a lot of interesting in-game uh, um, mechanics to kind of, to be incentivized to continue playing and that 
I'm sure that helps with retention. No, but my real question, like more blunt, I would say, like for people who don't want to spend a lot of time getting into all the in-game mechanics, you know, it's kind of a different world you have to explore, like a new like a new subject in the school that you have to, oh my God, like how this game is designed. So where would you advise to start? Let's imagine there's a person who's first time hearing this, right? You know, they don't know all the details, all the minds, you know, like things, you know, like in, in intricacies, like, you know, but they want to understand basics. Okay, I need a good game to play and how can I earn a little bit, at least for doing what I love? Yeah, right. So um, uh, specifically with, with, uh, with ours uh, to get started. Um, so first off, CryptoBlades Kingdoms is a, a, a continuation of, of CryptoBlades and there's even utility for the existing CryptoBlades to be used in there. And it's also a standalone product. So you, you don't have to be uh, playing CryptoBlades to play CryptoBlades Kingdoms. You don't have to know all those little details, right? Uh, if you either want to get started or you uh, want to make you know, different sort of levels of investment or involvement, whether that's uh, purchasing the token or purchasing land, all that information can be found at CryptoBladesKingdoms.io. Um, uh, and it has, of course, all the different how-tos you get started in communities and you can kind of go from there. Um, but uh, for uh, additionally, uh, you know, as you mentioned, there's lots of different ways that you can earn in the game. Uh, there's lots of different goals. Uh, we, I, I invite all of you to apply for the whitelist for the beta. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything and you won't even have to use gas to test it, but you will be doing, you, you know, making sure that this product is, uh, is, is, is fun and you can be trying it out, uh, et cetera. Um, and, and of course, you know, there's a lot uh, of, of game that is sort of opened up as you play. So you don't have to just be completely overwhelmed. Uh, but if you love all of those details, which I know, obviously, there's always people out there that do, um, you can obviously check out um, our, our wiki and, and from the website and, and head into the communities to ask any specific questions, but you can see how all of the features are laid out and everything like that. Um, and I'll also add one more fun thing too, and that's with respect to, um, uh, you know, even people who maybe like, hey, I kind of want to start a pseudo guild, or maybe I have a guild and there's guild owners who are in the audience right now. Um, we're also partnering with, um, with a, an NFT rental and guild management company that's going to be making it so that all of these NFTs can be uploaded into a secure vault. Uh, and then you can be monitoring the performance and even uh, delegating out your assets to your own scholars. If you just own a couple and you want to just try this out, hey, I'm going, I'm going away for a week. Can someone take these over for me? You're going to get a little cut of my of my income from this, uh, et cetera, right? Like there's that option too. So for people who are just like, well, cool, maybe I want a little passive income here and I want you know to be able to participate in this. So, um, wow. so yeah, high level. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's, that's actually very exciting. That's like, I that even for me, that's pretty innovative. So ba guys, it's basically to give you a little bit of a, what we're, what Philip just described. So if, if think about it, you have a rental property, right? <laughs> then you can hire a management company in a form of like guild or scholars who will, with your assets, make money for you while you're asleep. And this is amazing. I mean, seriously, this is, I mean, this is a dream. Maybe I should try that. Like I have a lot of assets. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, so with this, what, with this fun and, and great news, like sincerely great news for, for everyone who's a part of your ecosystem or becoming a part of your ecosystem soon. So we're open up the questions from the audience. Cause I think that's super important to hear from the people who are actually excited to learn from you. So I'm just going to read them and you can briefly reply. Absolutely. So Angel from uh, YouTube 
is asking, as we know, there's a blockchain trilemma about scaling, decentralization, and security. Does the gamify industry experience similar issues? Uh, I, I would say that because of the reliance on, um, on blockchain as the, the sort of layer one or backend, I would say it suffers from all of the same issues because it resides on the blockchain. I would say it also uh, suffers from additional issues because of the sort of user psychology of, of, of blockchain uh, gaming in general. Um, but uh, scaling in particular is, I would say, one of the most challenging ones because for example, reward systems that are based on smaller, you know, user scale. Sometimes too many users is actually too bad, right? It, 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 it's, it's too much of a good thing. So yes, I, I would certainly answer that simply that way. <laughs> okay, no, I, I agree. There's no better way to do that unless we have a one hour technical conversation. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> So, um, so Eugene from YouTube is asking, what influenced your choice to launch a new game uh, when you've already had uh, Crypto Blades and how does it compare with the original? Yeah, um, so uh, the choice was one that was made even very, it's always part of our roadmap initially and was made, you know, even announced uh, shortly after Crypto Blades was announced uh, that, hey, we want to actually create this kingdom scale game as, uh, alongside this. Um, and that was how we kind of saw these RPG players and characters and, and weapons uh, uh, making their way into CryptoBlades kingdoms. But um, uh, additionally, uh, what we're learning with CryptoBlades is uh, that, you know, having been able to play payout rewards for over a year now, um, uh, there's a lot of tokenomic strategies and things like that that we've been incorporating into CryptoBlades kingdoms to make sure that that is a success too. So it's also just a matter of, hey, we're learning, we're innovating in all these different ways. Let's continue doing that. Perfect. Now, I think it's a fair question. You know, people, people, I, I mean, I, we hear a lot of criticism because its founders are building too many projects and their names is like, you know, so just to, to full disclosure, like that's not the case with Philip, it's just a continuation and they use the same community, like a lot of support for both projects. So, um, okay. So we, we moving on. So in terms of uh in terms of let's let's let's, uh, let's go to another one sarah from youtube is asking what is the main feature that helped crypto blades and kingdom uh, get further than its competitors in the race if you would pick one i would say our our existing traction uh which showed look we have a product that has a significant amount of support and existing users um it's kind of that idea of you know if you uh are going to you know, put your trust behind somebody, it would be someone who's done it before versus someone who hasn't. And we were kind of one of the first movers in this space. So. Perfect. Uh, now, Asta from uh, YouTube is asking, what is your favorite blockchain game besides Crypto Blades? And did this project help you to get inspiration uh, for, the, for your mission? Yeah, definitely. Um, one that comes to mind actually is... Uh, um, Cake Monster, uh, a project on BNB chain, has uh, this robbery game that's actually quite fun. Where you can mint an NFT; it all resides in layer one. Uh, when when you can go rob other players, but when you do, it sets off an alarm, and then uh, everybody else can kind of 
jump on that monster and uh, and try and rob them as well. And depending on like your player power, it's basically like a lottery um, and you can, you know, potentially win that robbery. And I thought that was just such a unique idea on how do you make the simplest games possible that are completely layer one. And I just thought it was really unique. So I would certainly check that out. Perfect. Yeah, that's, I think it's a good one. Um, and then there is one more of a, uh, you know, uh, like a general question, right? Lee from YouTube is asking, do you see there is a possibility for the, for the big players in the gaming industry like Valve or Ubisoft, etc., to transform into decentralized Web3 uh, uh, forms? Uh, no, I think that they basically... Web3 is entirely like anti those types of monetization streams, right? So like, why doesn't, you know, Gabe Newell want NFTs? Well, because he has his own digital item marketplace that they've built into Steam, right? Like, why would he, and he gets the cut whenever anything is sold on there. So why would he ever want people to be able to go peer to peer, right? Uh, that's, it, it totally takes all the money out of their pockets. And so they might say, hey, look, we're Web3, like in order to sort of, you know, slap, uh, you know, uh, you know, a bandage on, but um, it's, it's very much anti their model. And I, I would say that's a hard no. I, I would agree with you. And if you think about it logically, I think it's incredible that he pointed that out. Think about it. Like you're building infrastructure, you're building a pipeline where you control everything, right? So your incentives are very different. Like it's a centralized model, right? And it works out well for them. Listen, they're 80% of the profits goes to them, maybe, maybe even more, right? So, I mean, uh, and then, you have a different model where 80 to 90% of the profits goes to the community, right? So you're like, you're shooting yourself into like, so that, that's not, that's not like what they're doing. That's, that's, I think, uh, very important when folks here may read in the tier one publications that why those big guys and publishers are criticizing NFTs have this in mind, just in case, like what's, what's their incentives and how they're aligned with your incentives. Um, okay. So we're moving on. Um, I, uh, Ahmed from uh, from YouTube is asking, what incredibly strong opinion do you have about gamifying that is uh, unimportant in the grand scheme of things? That's an interesting way to put this question. <laughs> what's my, yeah, right. What's, what's, what's my opinion on something that's maybe not uh, normally an opinion? Um, uh, interesting. I would say um, I am uh, very much a personal proponent of like completely layer one games, uh, which actually CryptoBlades Kingdoms is is not technically because there's some backend server architecture there. CryptoBlades, the original itself is. Um, and part of it is just this fascination with like, uh, how can we get as much value out of the designs of these games um, without uh, the sort of help of anything outside of the trustless decentralized system? Um, you know, not putting any sort of weak points outside of it from a security or technical standpoint. So I would say that's something that's not normally shared, but I kind of am a, am a proponent of. No, that's, that, I don't agree. And I, I think we're going to try to go to the last question for today because we want to see you more. So we'll leave a little bit of space for, <laughs> for the future, right? So, I mean, I know you answered this partially, but I think, you know, so there's another uh, similar question, Satoshi from YouTube is asking. So, hello, Philip. I have a question for you. Uh, how can crypto games create more strong tokenomics to support the reward system? Yeah, um, well, they can certainly start with uh, getting rid of the two token model, uh, which is basically saying from the get go, this one token is doomed to fail and this other token uh, will eventually fail when the first one fails. Um, that it, 
like that's a good start. Um, and uh, I think that would probably be, if we're going to keep it short, the, the primary answer as well. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. However, you know, I, I would say in some rare occasions, um, dual token dual token system works. It just requires more professionalism, like uh, and uh, more, I would say, more sophisticated strategies in market making, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, this is a very, very kind of if you think about it, like you know, the, this is the art of doing everything right. With this said, like, you know, the chances that you might fail are just higher than just with one token, which is already complicated for a lot of folks. And, and we see as investors, I can tell openly that a lot of projects fail, unfortunately, not because they have uh, problems with the product. You know, there's amazing development and product oriented teams just because they don't know how to manage the, the secondary, like, you know, interests, right? You know, and, and, and it's a separate skill set, right? How to do that, right? So I think that's right. what's also partially meant because of that, right? Not to completely discredit great projects with dual <laughs> token metric systems, right? But it's right. It's, it's, a, it's a general uh, umbrella for, I think uh, there is there's certainly nuance that, again, we could say for another one where there's certain ways it could happen, but um, it's, it's a very challenging road to take. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah. I think last question. I think one last question. I think it's important. Like Lurdsky from YouTube is asking, does the full trailer of CBK done already? Uh, it is. I believe we've re- we've just received the full version of it. Um, we are just preparing to the the strategy to to release that. So, um, but yes, yeah, definitely very in the very very near future. Um, you'll be Tell seeing us when. more about that. Tell us when by end of. August, roughly. end of July, end of July, end of, by the end of July. So that's a commitment. Now we have a hold accountable. This is recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. So, uh, listen, Philip, I, I love talking with you. We just wanted to make, we, we try to make it like short and sweet, straight to the point, you know, like, and uh, obviously, um, you know, for the community, uh, not only that I think they appreciate a lot your expertise, we ask our dear community now you can write your all your questions also even after we release you know the the episode like under the section of comments we'll we'll share it in the, the directed to, to Philip or and his team. Uh, we also urge you to actually go to their website, you know, which is cryptoblazekingdom.io and then see, like, join all the communities. You'll have a lot of fun things to see, like rewards, 